Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well. I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. This is the MF Podcast, episode two, the second one. This is the sequel to the first one. Now we're on number two. That's how that goes. Sequences. Sequential releases. And this is number two. How you doing? Glad to <coughs> glad to be here. Glad you're here. Of course, I'm like <clears throat> all congested as soon as I start broadcasting. That's a good look. Good way to start a show. Good way to start a show, which is going to be a barn burner. Let me tell you, I've got opinions about things that are in the news. And you're going to listen to them. Well, not necessarily. I'm going to say them. You may or may not stick around to listen to them. I hope that you do. I hope that you do. First episode seemed pretty warmly received. That's a good thing. It's kind of a little scary going out there by myself, also with a podcast that doesn't really have a theme. It's just me talking about things. Um, so, yeah, doing that. I saw Vigilante, my partner in culture crime fighting, whom you may remember, did a little stream the other day. Did a little stream. I was listening to it on my way out the door, so I couldn't quite... Didn't want to interact, but I did listen. Did listen. It was nice to see that Vig is still alive and doing well. Everything's okay in the great city of the Houston area, wherever he is. Um, but that was good to see, you know, because Vig is a good YouTuber. He's a good streamer. And he's very good solo. That's not true for a lot of people. Not everyone's as interesting by themselves. And Vigilante is. He does really well on his solo stream. So it was good to see him back. Luke is taken off for a little while, uh, but Luke is here. We uh, dealt with that flea problem as best we could. I first put a flea collar on him. I may have touched on this last week, but we I just wanted to give you guys the flea update. I knew you were really concerned, thinking about it, spending hours, and I wanted to assuage you of any worry. It is solved. I think so. So I did the flea collar first, and then that didn't work at all. I thought it did. And then I looked at his, it was so gross. Like I dug through his fur. There was like, oh, there was like, it was an infestation. He was covered in fleas. I guess because his hair is so long, they really took to it. And it was so gross. And you would like parse through it and they would like move and like slip through the little hair forest that Luke has. It was so gross. And then I told you this too, like there's all this shit, flea shit all over his skin and all over the bed. Oh, nasty. Not good, and then it affected me because I'm like, is it on any of my hair? I know like humans can't contract fleas, but still, they're on you, and you know it, and it feels gross. So I got in this oral medication, which this was nuts. So I ordered it on Amazon, and it was like next day or same day delivery, you know, one of those things. And I get a call from Amazon, which... It just says a Seattle phone number. Like, I, I get a lot of spam calls to my phone, so I generally don't answer anything that doesn't have a, a name attached to it or doesn't leave a voicemail, right? So I get it just says Seattle. I'm like, oh, it must be Amazon. I, wa I wake up, and the woman's like, uh, oh, hi. Um, I'm trying to drop off a package, uh, but I can't get to your house. Uh, is there any way? You know, what can we do about this? And I'm like, I I don't, I don't know what's going on. Why can't – well, there was a shooting. I was like, a shooting? Like, I just woke up. This is the first thing I wake up to. There was a shooting at my apartment complex. <laughs> what? It wasn't at my apartment complex. It was on the street. 
that my apartment complex is adjacent to, but it was fucking up traffic. I guess some dude had like a full-on shootout with the cops, automatic weapons and everything. It was nuts. Nuts! So there's like little markers down on the street. I feel like I may have talked about this exact thing last week. If I did, I'm sorry. If I'm repeating myself, I just repeating the same story. I do apologize, but it was crazy. And so that's why, and so I told the woman, I was like, hey, um, yeah, she's like, can you come meet me? I'm like, what am I, what are you talking? Like, what am I gonna do? First of all, I just woke up. So what am I gonna do? Like, you're gonna wait for me to get my clothes on, right? And then get in my car and drive out of my complex, which is kind of big, and then out on the street where you can't even get through. How am I gonna get out? So what am I gonna do? So I was like, nah, just don't, you know, just bring it back to the facility and send it back another day. Well, she just canceled the order. That's not what I asked you to do. Like, why do you, I didn't like decide I didn't need the thing because there was a shooting. <laughs> I still needed the thing. So it just goes back to the facility and like, I guess he doesn't need it. Cancel it. Amazon refunds me. Like, no, I still need the thing. So I had to order it again and it took like another you know, a few days or whatever. And I finally got it and had to, you know, crush it up and put it in Luke's food so that he'll eat it and not die of fleas. And when I came, or not not die, but you know what I mean? The infestation will go away. And when I came back, I guess, I guess it had taken because I was digging through it. I didn't see any live fleas. Lots of dead ones. It's so gross. Ugh. So I was like brushing him, trying to get all the flea shit out and the dead flea carcasses all from his skin. And I, I have to give him a bath now, I think. Have you ever tried to bathe a cat? It doesn't work out. They're not thrilled about it. And they will do anything they can to not get bathed. They hate it. And like when Luke, Luke gets feral sometimes. Like not like ever unless he – once he gets in those wild situations, he's like a totally different animal. Like I, he got out one day. Like he fell off my balcony chasing squirrels. And so I had to get him. And he like had this look in his eyes and he's yowling. You ever heard a cat yowl? It's not a pleasant noise at all. And he, he didn't even recognize me, which was weird. And, like, I, he took off, and I picked him up, and, like, he almost swiped me in the face. Like, he was so, like, frantic, had that, like, feral thing, that survival switch activated. And he wasn't just the cuddly little puff bucket. He was suddenly an animal, a monster. Um, but luckily he was uh, raised right and didn't strike me in the face, thank God. That would have sucked. He's big. Uh, and the same thing happens when you fucking try to bathe him. So now you have to bathe them or pay to go to a groomer, which I guess I can do. I just don't want to. God, it's a pain in the ass. And then I don't even know if this flea collar is going to work to prevent new fleas. So this might all happen again in the next month or something. Damn it. Those are the things you don't think about when you get a pet. You're like, ooh, I want a pet. I want a fuzzy little companion. And most of the time, that's what you get. Until, like my last cat, Ripley... God rest her soul. Um, she, like, would hunt a lot. She was really good at it. She would catch, like, lizards because we were in California at the time. There's still lizards here, but she would catch lizards and hummingbirds all the time. And a lot of times she would bring the hummingbird in the house and it would get loose. So one time while I was sleeping, she caught a lizard, a live lizard, and dropped it on my back while I was sleeping. And the thing scurried up my back. And, like, the second... I felt it. I knew exactly what was going on. Even though I was dead asleep and I woke up, I was like, Ripley just dropped a lizard on my back. And she did. And the thing scurried away. So I get to wake it up by a fucking lizard. Ugh. 
And so, you know, because I love my cats, I would reward them. I reward them when they do good things, right? When Luke comes back in from being out, I give him a treat, you know? And, and Ripley, too. Whenever she would bring in something, I'd give her a treat, you know, make her happy. Well, <laughs> that system can be gamed. <laughs> For, first of all, Luke will just go outside and then come back in like he thinks like that's good enough. It's like, no, dude, it's supposed to be a reward for you coming home so that you always remember to come home. That's the, the whole thing. So it's a, an incentive so you don't just get lost out there. Uh, and sometimes you'll just pop in and out. It's like, no, no, you didn't do anything. You just br- br- breathe fresh air and then walk back inside. You're not going to treat for that. Uh, and Ripley, one time she did catch a bird on the balcony in L.A. But we're on like the second floor. So it's not really like not a lot of game for her to hunt. Uh, she did catch a bird once, but the other thing she fucking caught and brought into my bed while I was sleeping was a cockroach. Oh, it was so disgusting. Waking up with a lizard was bad. Waking up with a live cockroach in your bed, horrible. Horrible. Ugh. I hate cockroaches. They're disgusting. Monsters. Monsters. Anyway, that's the update on Luke. He's doing good. He's on the floor right there. His fuzzy belly out. He's a good shit. He's a good... How many other podcasts have their cat in them? I ask you. I feel like it's not many. You know? I'm, I have interesting features for you guys. And you get to look at my cat while I talk about the Amber Heard trial or whatever. I do have some thoughts on that, actually. The thoughts are, oh, God. Enough, enough, Amber. Heard coverage. And this this like story about Johnny Depp and, and this victim tale. And everybody being like, yeah, like rallying behind Johnny. Look, I'm on Johnny's side for sure. I think it's, you know, it was definitely I think it triggered a lot of men because she there was that recording of her saying I'll get away with this because I'm a woman or no one will believe you because you're a man. I think that's what she said. And I think a lot of us have been in that situation. I know I definitely have been in that situation where the girl will just say the bad things about your relationship but won't mention any of the things that she did to get you there, right? Like I was dating this girl here in Austin. God damn it. That woman claimed to love me (laughs) but like – would just tell everyone we knew what a bad asshole I was, like when it wasn't, you know, going her way. Which, by the way, she was kind of mentally ill. So it's like, it, and then everybody would look at me like I'm this asshole. I'm like, bro, you didn't fucking mention the the 3 a.m. drunken screaming match you started. So yeah, I was I wasn't that cool with you. Sorry, <laughs> like my my bad. Oh, uh, you fucked someone else again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't like that. Maybe I wasn't thrilled. Did you mention that part when you told the story? Did you? I don't think you did. Somehow, I feel you might have left that part out. And uh, a lot of people with this Johnny Depp thing, I think, see themselves in the Johnny situation a little bit. They're like, well, you know, we've been – it's been unfair for a while. Media has been unfair and unkind to men. And you just believe anything a woman says, which is called crazy – that's crazy because women fucking lie. <laughs> they make shit up a lot or they exaggerate or they lie by omission all the time. <clears throat> I can't believe I live in this world where people just like take 
all women at their word. Like, even if it wasn't a regular trait that I see all the time, like, they're still human beings. They're capable of lying. You just think they're so virtuous they would never dream of it to lie for attention? You think a woman would never lie for attention? Okay. Well, me and your life experiences have been a little different. <laughs> just a little. Because <laughs> I have seen that shit happen quite a few times. Quite a few times. So uh, people get a little passionate about this particular story. And I, god damn, I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. I can't <sighs> deal with it. Like I was, I was on uh, Nine Gag, and like there was that's a meme site I frequent often. Um, and there was like this, you know, another Amber Heard post, and someone, a comment they wrote was, uh, if if Johnny Depp doesn't get acquitted, or if Johnny Depp doesn't win this, I don't even know what the stakes are, but whatever. However, if it doesn't work out in Johnny Depp's favor. We should redo the entire American justice system. I'm like, bro, people have been wrongfully put to death. But yeah, this actor's crazy ex-girlfriend is the line. That's what we should draw. Don't stop with like people being given the death penalty for a crime they didn't commit. That was fine. But if Johnny Depp doesn't get a fair shake in this trial with his crazy ex-wife, we need to start over. Burn the Constitution. Get rid of the Supreme Court. We need to build from scratch. Johnny Depp. Like, come on, man. Like, first, like, relax, dude. Relax. Like, he dated a crazy chick. We've all done it, dude. But I guarantee you, she didn't just come home one day and like, huh, Amber's acting a little weird and then just shit in his bed or keep him up all night or cut his finger. These things are gradual. They, they grow. And there's these things called red flags, dude. And I have looked past them. I'm not judging. <laughs> but I am certainly being like, look, man, Johnny's a victim, dude. But he picked this girl. He stuck with her. He put a ring on her finger, man. Like, that's kind of on you. Like, granted, you know, you shouldn't illegal things, like legal penalties for things she did, like, shouldn't. Yeah, like that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be defamed. You shouldn't lose work, all these types of things. You've got to go to court to fix that, of course. By all means, I respect that. I have nothing against it. But don't like – I'm not looking at you like you're a victim, bro. <laughs> like you wanted to date a hot younger chick and you thought because your Johnny Depp status that would keep her in line forever. And that's insane. That's just not how it works, bro. That girl is a hot bag of crazy and I think you probably fucking knew that. That's probably why you liked her. You know, crazy chicks are fun. They're fucking wild and bad. They're like, they love fucking. I don't know what it is. I mean, I find I feel like you know, most people love fucking, but crazy women, jeez, boy, oh boy, they like need it like a fucking diabetic insulin. They, <laughs> otherwise, man, that fucking crazy just the lid pops off. You gotta keep that lid on there and use your dick to. <laughs> keep it sealed because they go nuts um but yeah come on man you knew you knew the score you knew what was going on bro you knew you definitely knew uh i like i said i don't think you know you should be penalized man but don't don't sit here and tell me like uh 
you know, I don't know what happened. It's, it's like all these women are like in these abusive relationships. So, so one day he just came home and just started punching your head against the wall. Really? He never went off the handle on you because you buttoned your dress the wrong way once or anything? No? No, no red flags? No indication this might be an unstable human being with like serious issues? Never. It never came up, huh? I'm sorry if I don't believe you. I really don't believe you. Um... Yeah, but uh, that's that's just my thoughts on the whole Johnny Depp situation. I mean, I wish him the best. I wish him luck. Get, get it, Johnny. I hope that you're vindicated and we could all see you in a new whatever movie I won't care about, you know? The dude is definitely wrong. I mean, this chick's out of her fucking mind and, you know. She dragged his name through the mud, lied about it. Bro, and props to Doug motherfucker Stanhope. Dude, Doug Stanhope's a, a stand-up guy. <laughs> I know he's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> um, but when that happened, dude, I think, like, the day that news broke, he was out. Like, he he put a post up on, like, Facebook or something, like, immediately being like, there's no way Johnny's my friend. He wouldn't have done that. I know him. I've seen them together. If anyone's the abuser in this situation, it's her. Like I was I, like, he said that and then faced legal action, like face, like, uh, not legal action, but like, uh, like a lawsuit, you know? Um, let me see here if I can't find this post. Cause it was, he said some shit. Like it was pretty baller. Uh, I just want to find the post. Um, I probably should have prepared it, but I didn't think I was going to get into this that much. But he, like, so, I don't know, he, like, went up. Oh, and Amber Heard dropped the lawsuit. Yeah, so there was, like, literally a lawsuit against this guy for him, like, standing up for his buddy. And he, like, went out there, got sued for his bro, which I think is a pretty cool move. And, like, straight up was like, that's not that's not the case. That didn't happen. I know it didn't happen. I know Johnny. I know her. There's no fucking way, which is so gangster. Um, yeah, why don't they have the post? Oh, God, I hate the Internet sometimes. Just a million ads. Sign up for my – I don't want to sign up for your website. But I need to get news. Oh, hey, guess what? Some starlet was at a place. Don't you need that information on a daily basis? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. And it really just won't, they just won't have the pat, the post. That's crazy. Why does it not? Why is it not, like, available? Like, I feel like if I Google Doug Stanhope, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, this is the first thing that should come up. Oh, right. He put it on his website. The title was a loss for words. A rap got an exclusive. However, worked out. Said it. Amber Heard is blackmailing Johnny Depp. This is how I know. Um, oh my God! Another just pop up ad. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to read a story for my friends. Go away. Yeah. He was at uh, da 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 da. da. Right, well, anyway. Stand-up's a baller for doing that shit. And if you'll remember, maybe, I don't know if you do. This is kind of deep comedy lore. But when the Louis C.K. story broke, the first time, not the Me Too time, back in like, I don't know, 2013 maybe, it came out. And it was not, it didn't directly identify him, but it heavily alluded to it. It said things like, the hilarious comedian, you know, like basically did all but say it was Louis C.K. And if you know these people, not that I know them, but I know of their work, I listen to them. 
uh, it was pretty clear it was Louis C.K. And it was these girls, these two, those female comedians who basically got their story out there later, um, you know, who, who got, I mean, I guess they rode that story to fame because I can't even think of who their fucking names are. But, you know, Louis C.K. asked them to jerk off, asked to jerk off in front of them once and they were traumatized for the rest of their lives. I, I don't know. I guess they hadn't seen a dick. Find that hard to believe, but hey, could be. But right after that happened, Stanhope makes a post, another post on like Facebook or whatever, taking credit for it. Like we knew it was Louie, but Stanhope like jumped on their grenade and said he did it. That was nuts. He's a, he's a, dude, if you're friends with Stanhope, man, that's a good friend to have. He'll take a fucking grenade for his buddy. Two buddies. I mean, he basically was willing to admit to borderline sexual assault when he, for something he didn't do. And also, he's risked a lawsuit for his friend's ex-wife because he knew Johnny was a good guy. Stand up, that's a bad man, dude. That's a bad man right there, and I respect the shit out of that. Speaking of comedians, comedian Rich Voss is in hot water. Don't you love when people say that? That's like when people unironically use cliches, it just makes me so uncomfortable. I don't even I don't even get like mad. I just get I'm like ugh. I just I'm like embarrassed for you. Oh, you comedian, you know, uh, I can't think of another cliche, but I don't like when they do it. This is going great. Um, here we go. This happened in Winnipeg, Canada. Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, Rich Voss comedian. I don't know if you all are familiar with Rich Voss. Rich Voss is a New Jersey comic. Uh, he calls himself the legend, the legend Rich Voss. Um, but he's a New York comic, and I, I'm a fan. He was a big part of Opie and Anthony, like before they even went to XM. So back when they were on WNEW, then he was there for all the XM, and he's still friends with Jim Norton and is on the show regularly. He's a fixture. He's a fixture in the American comedy scene. Is that a cliche? Kind of, I guess. Seemed appropriate to use. At least it wasn't douchey. American comedians' racist remarks spark a walkout at Winnipeg Comedy Show. Rich Voss won't be back at Rumors Comedy Club, general manager says. Really, dude? You banned him? Oh, my God. Okay. An Ojibwe woman, fun fact, Kara G from The Expanse, my favorite in the world, is uh, Ojibwe. Just a little fact. No commentary or comedy added. Uh, woman says she's she was at least at least thirty pe- among at least thirty people who walked out of Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg on Friday due to a number of racist and homophobic comments they heard from the stage. You know what? Quite frankly, I'm survived. She's survived. Damn it! Fuck that joke up. I'm surprised she survived. Yeah, it really wasn't worth it, was it? Anywho, uh, racist and homophobic comments. I mean, if there's anything worse in life, it's hearing things you don't like. Oh, God. How did she survive such an encounter? Kelsey Lenagan, 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 I don't know, says she was almost immediately turned off by comedian Rich Foss's set, which includes what she called targeted harassment towards a table of indigenous women. Yeah, I'm sure Voss 
uh, a comedian just went up there was like, oh, what are you guys, Indians? Pfft, fuck you. Just like hated on them for their race. I'm sure they weren't being obnoxious or talking when they weren't supposed to talk or, or looking on their phones or being compl- – I went to a comedy club with a friend of mine, female friend, who knew a bunch of comedians – and didn't know that the decorum is to shut the fuck up and laugh. That's it. Your only participation at a comedy show is to laugh. That's it. You don't talk. And if you do, it's extremely hushed. You say it's like only you guys can hear it. No one else can hear it. And she's just talking freely. And it was just distracting the comic. It's distracting his rhythm. I'm like, hey, you really need to talk. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I can talk. I'm like, no, you fucking can't. Like, shut up. Like, it's so rude and disrespectful. I was mortified. I was so embarrassed. Luckily, it was like a Tuesday night at the Hollywood Improv. And it, was, it wasn't like a, a big deal. It wasn't like it was a big show. It was a lot of guys just like working out material. But still, there is up there performing. Shut your fucking mouth, you idiot. So I'm sure these ladies were just, you know, sitting there like, mm, I, I really love stand-up comedy. He's like, you love stand-up comedy? Fuck you. You're from a different race. I'm sure that's what he did. One of the things he said was, listen, lady, I'm not your sponsor. You need to go to your next AA meeting. He was making a joke about a talent show and saying that, you know, these ladies would come up and make dream catchers. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> that would be their talent to make a dream catcher. That's pretty fucking funny. You don't, you don't find the humor in that just because it had to do with her race. It's not funny. Yeah. I so they're the same type of people who probably tweet like about you know, some massive generalization about white men and don't see the irony that they're offended when someone else would just use something about their race in a joke. It's like not even negatively. It's more talking to how basic they are. Not like that would be their only skill. It's not that they're like it's bad to make a dream catcher. It's just. Oh, my God. Some people, why do you go to comedy shows? Like, what do you expect to find there? Like, go to a TED Talk. Go to a Hannah Gatsby show. You know what I mean? You're just going to go to a random club of a comedian you don't know, and then when you, like, don't like what he says, you fucking walk out and make an article about it? Christ. The American Comedian also made a joke about hoping the women would get ticketed for driving under the influence on the way home. So they were probably drunk. They were probably drunk. They were probably loud and obnoxious and drunk. And he's trying to shut them up because that's what you do at a comedy club when someone's talking during your set. You try to shut them up because it's not their show. It's the comedian's show. You're not interesting. If you were, you'd be on stage, okay? Shut up, lady. The American comedian also made the joke. Okay. Let, let, God damn it. Lenagin, Lenagin, who is from, <laughs> come on, that can't be a real thing. Pine Moontang? <laughs> what? Pine Mutang. That sounds funny. Pine Mutang ain't nothing to fuck with. Pine Mutang ain't nothing to fuck with. First Nation says the table of women left in the middle of his tirade. His tirade. Like he's just angry up there. No one else is laughing. No one else is enjoying the show. He's just melting down on these women making racist comments. I'm sure that's exactly how it played out. You're not just being an entitled fucking broad. I'm sure. Uh... When she reached them, she said they were upset. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, and she left the club to follow them to make sure. Oh, God. Oh, this this little savior. Ooh, you're such a good person. You don't laugh at jokes, and you make sure entitled people are okay. Yeah, I bet you'd do the same thing for a Trump supporter. I'm sure you'd just be like, is everything okay with you? I'm sure you'd give a shit. 
Lenagan, who is from the Pinamuda, says the table of women left in the middle of his tyrant. She left the club to follow them to make sure they were okay. When she reached them, she said they were upset. Not upset. A woman was upset? This is a news story. <laughs> oh, that definitely should be front page. I don't know why Biden hasn't addressed this just yet. Maybe because it happened in Canada. Well, I await Trudeau's press conference. Oh, my God. Why can't we be able to come out for a night of fun? Of, wait, for a, a fun night out without our indigenity. Ew. Our indigenity being brought up without that being the center of his jokes and attacks. Ooh, it shouldn't even be brought up. Wear a, wear a mask. Wear a bag over your heads so that no one can tell what race you are, so it'll never be mentioned. To see my sisters and my relatives being treated this way, you get this sense of protection. Also, she was outside the auditorium for part of his set. Lenagan could said she could hear Voss continuous comments about the women. Yeah, they were probably obnoxious. Did you consider maybe they were in the wrong first? Did that cross your mind? And he was doing what comics do when they get heckled or when someone's being obnoxious in the crowd, they trash their life. They make it sure it's so brutal. No one else has the balls to speak up because if you show weakness, then all of a sudden you lose the crowd and the crowd's now like against you and can take you down. You are in control of that room as a comedian. You have to be, and that's how you do it. You're like a lion tamer with like a whip and a chair. Get back! And that's what he was doing, and he smashed her. I'm sure she was being obnoxious. I don't even need to know the facts. I guarantee she was being insufferable. I know Voss has a podcast with his wife called My Wife Hates Me. I wonder if he's addressed it. I'm sure. I mean, he can't shut the fuck up. I'm sure he'll address it. Although she was outside. Okay. It completely ruined the evening and is hanging in our heads for the weekend. It's disgusting. Someone puts you in your place and you didn't like it. That sounds pretty fucking typical. Shelly Lavalli, one of the women who was directly insulted. Oh, my God. Not directly insulted. My goodness. Said in a statement to CBC News that she left the show feeling spiritually wounded. Come on. And he's not supposed to make fun of the fact you're a Native American when you say you were spiritually wounded. That's just like, it's wide open. How do you not? Uh, it should not be up to us to be prepared to toughen up our hearts and be equipped to laugh at the tra traumatic events. This is just like that G4 chick saying your feelings ruining my day or your something like it's no, that's absolutely right. Sometimes you're going to see and hear things in the world you don't like. And that's unfortunate. But you do have to learn how to deal with it. And you clearly have not. The Metis woman. I think they keep pointing out. It's amazing how they don't want anyone to point out their indigenity. Yet this article constantly points it out when they're the victims. Keep highlighting that. But if you're the, the asshole, well, then, oh, no, I'm a victim because I'm indigenous. You could be just a fucking bitch. Rumors Nightclub has an ethical responsibility. Oh, do they really? They have an ethical responsibility to ensure that all people are safe from insensitive racial ambushes. First of all, absolutely, they do not have an ethical responsibility to do anything but sell fucking tickets and make sure you don't get physically harmed. Your feelings, however, are not in that charter. And you can be trashed and insulted, especially if you're acting like an asshole. You broke the social contract. You broke the social contract. You got drunk and lippy with a professional insulter, and he insulted you professionally, and you didn't like it. Maybe you shouldn't go to comedy shows, hmm? 
why don't you just hang out with all your other boring friends and just agree with each other? Don't be challenged. Don't hear anything you don't like. All of you just congratulate yourself, validate each other for being completely mediocre, and grow in zero ways. Because that's what it sounds like you want your life to be. And you can go do that anytime. God, I can't believe Voss got banned for this. Hilarious. Hilarious. Mark Turner, who was sitting at a table with Linagan, said he felt uncomfortable throughout Voss's set. Yeah, he sounds like a prize. A man who felt uncomfortable and you had the, you had the, the nuts to express that. You're, you felt uncomfortable. Did you, bitch? Uh, Voss's set, including when the comedian used the word gay in a derogatory sense. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can't imagine. Once again, I don't know how anyone even survived this room. I don't know how they didn't just die there on the spot. He said gay negatively? Mark Turner, you sound fucking gay. Uh, but didn't want to make a scene because he was at a birthday party. Oh, it's a birthday party. So they're being loud. They're talking. There's a whole group of them. They think it's their show. I'm sure one of these girls, oh, God. However, he said everyone in the party eventually reached a breaking point. The one that he said that caused our table to go, right, that's it. We've had enough. And stand up and walk out in unison was when he said, they should all go back to their fucking wigwam. <laughs> That's hilarious. And they did. <laughs> and they did. They all got up and went to their wigwam. That's really funny. I love those moments, man. Those, like, moments when a comedian just decimates the crowd or, like, the person who's the problem. Like, um... Patrice told this story about being on stage and he was being like, you know, Patrice, so he's obnoxious. And there was a guy in the crowd who like was giving him boss eyes. And he goes, bitch, don't give me boss eyes. I don't work for you. And then they just kept going on. And then the guy, he goes, uh, the guy's just like boiling. He's boiling with anger. And uh, Patrice goes, he looks like he wants to fire me, but can't. And that just, uh, like the guy just snapped because it's probably exactly what he wanted. He's probably used to just being the boss and being in charge and everyone just agrees and likes him. And then, you know, he fires people who don't. And so there's nothing he can do now. He just has to sit there and take it. And so he snapped. I love that. I think that's fucking great. Those moments are terrific. And Voss had a victory here. W for victory for... I don't know what's wrong with my mouth today. It's not working. I sound like fucking Voss. Uh, w for Voss. Way to go, buddy. Turner said, adding that particular comment was made toward the group of indigenous women after they had walked out. Oh, my God. It was clearly very racist. And nobody was really laughing. Yeah, I bet. If I was there, I would have laughed. That's fucking funny. It just felt like a full-on racial attack, especially against the indigenous community. Shut up. No, it isn't. Someone being insulted is not an attack on the whole community. You don't speak for them. You can just be an asshole, by the way. I don't know if that ever occurred to you. Simply because you're part of a community doesn't mean you have like a shroud of protection from being a fucking asshole, which I'm certain you were. I wasn't there, and I guarantee it was the case. Tyler Schultz, the club manager and booker, said he was there for Voss's set that evening and conferred, confirmed he heard some of the racist comments towards the indigenous women. See, now they're making it sound like Tyler Schultz said they were racist. He That's not what this is. He says he heard some of the, and then they editorialized by calling them racist comments. They could have been like, did you hear him say that? And he could have been like, yeah, I did. But he doesn't necessarily think they're racist, but they're making it seem like everyone's against this guy, Voss. We don't like him. He's a bully. And he is a bully, but you need to shut up at a comedy club. Schultz said when Voss became frustrated with them, uh, as Schultz said, 
Oh, Schultz said he saw Voss become frustrated with them. And Schultz said the women were being loud and disrupting the show. Oh, shocker. What do you know? Bunch of fucking uppity broads got what was coming to them. That's what I say. It was very clearly racist and nobody was really laughing at it. This is not Schultz. They're making it seem like he was saying that. Prior to his performance, Schultz said Voss had been clear to, to the security guard that he wanted to speak directly to hecklers or people who were talking during his set, and he didn't want the guard to intervene. What a fucking badass. Dude, you know how, like, how graceful that is, honestly, for a comic? Like, he's like, no, 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 no. Don't, if hecklers, I want to deal with it. Because he wants to get the laughs. He wants to use the opportunity. So, woman, you could have just been kicked out the second. He could have just pointed at the guard and be like, get her out of here. And, you, and he would have done it because the club owner and booker said you were being disruptive. So if that guy said that in this article where you're, you're a racist tirade, then you would have absolutely been thrown out. 100%. The club owner thought so, then he, you definitely were. So Voss could have just be like, get him out. Get him out. Instead, he decided to let you play along and he made fun of you. This is comedy. That's what, that, that's what this is. And so he made fun of you, and you didn't like it. Oh, go back to their wigwams. What? A mention about something related to my race. Oh, I've been pampered with bullshit my whole life, and you're not doing that. I can't deal with it emotionally. I have to fucking cry to the CBC. Oh. Afterwards, so afterwards, Schultz says he tried to educate Voss about how his jokes were perceived by the audience. And says the comedians seem to have no idea how offensive they were. Schultzy! Listen, Schultz. Why don't you go do your own material then? You go do this nice, non-offensive set, okay? And sell out the club. Oh, wait, you fucking can't. You need Voss, who's actually funny. So shut up. Don't give notes to the comedians. Just book them. That's it. And when the tickets sell and your drink sales go up because there's a good comic in town, you could just say thank you. Other than that, maybe get to work on your own hour and see if you can fill a club up, you self-righteous prick. You tried to educate Voss. He doesn't need your education, buddy. He's too stupid to be educated, okay? Uh... They seem that they have no idea how offensive they were. It's a culture that's so quick to try to cancel people and jump on their megaphones on social media to try to cancel people. We believe in educating people. That's the same thing, Schultz. You're just trying to change their mind into the, the appropriate way to think. It's the same thing as canceling them. You fucking hive mind jackass. Oh, I bet he's one of these guys who thinks he's funny too. Probably just a fucking bore fest. Oh my God, we don't censor our comics, but that but if that type of stuff happens, we definitely don't condone racist remarks like that. I mean, what's he supposed to say? He's got to say that. But fuck you, stand up for the comedian. If you if you just were like, I don't care, whatever. It's a comedy club. What are you gonna do? I mean, although in fucking Canada, you'll go to jail. They do have like an offensive speech board. Like you can go, you can get like fined for saying things people don't like. What kind of a crazy country is Canada? Good God. They look down on us. You the fucking nerve to look down on us? That's crazy. Just stay up there in your frosty little shithole. Uh, Schultz said the rest of shows. Uh, Schultz says the rest of Voss's shows on the weekend went smoothly and nobody walked out. Weird. Weird. It's almost just like this one entitled asshole shouldn't have been there. Even so, he won't be booking Voss again. What a bitch. What a bitch. 
Both Lenagan and Turner went to see rumor establish a code of conduct similar to the one at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival established. What is this? To ensure that all participants attend shows free of harassment, hostility, and abuse. Okay, in that environment, Lenagan, you'd have just been tossed. You would have just been taken out because you were disruptive. Okay? So you don't win in either scenario. So get the fuck over yourself. You boring, boring person. I bet this woman, she sounds like a woman who works in HR. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like one of these women is just like, well, I, I get to dictate. I'm in charge. I'm the one who says, no, 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 that was offensive. I have this book here and it says these are the things you can say and these are the things you can't. And all those things were the things you can't say box. So you are fired. I bet she, she seems like one of those people. If we have comedians come here, there are certain things you can't touch base on. Fuck you, Winnipeg Comedy Festival. See, this is why America's better at comedy than the rest of the fucking world. Because we have free speech, bitch. And that's what's funny, is saying the thing you're not supposed to talk about. What, like, Ryan Long points this out all the time. Like, every single comedian, like, you get all this press when you talk about the trans shit. And it's like, it's like, oh, he's saying the thing you're not supposed to say. Oh, he said the thing you're not supposed to say. And everyone's talking about him. And he becomes, you know, it becomes a huge special. Ryan made a joke about it. He's like, oh, I have to talk about it. It's the only way you get press. And so you have a comedy festival that says there's things you can't touch base on? Fucking boo. What comedians go to that festival? I bet they suck. These are areas that shouldn't be talked about. I think the code of conduct would be a good place to start. Shut the hell up. If you're going to come to Canada, learn about the people that are from this land. Everyone else didn't have a problem with it. These annoying people did, and every other show went well. Your own admission. There's nothing to learn. This person needs to learn how to take a fucking joke. Oh, my God. If you're going to come to Canada, learn about the people that are from this land. Be willing to treat people with respect. No, that's not funny. It's not funny to treat people with respect. It's not funny. You have to insult them in a situation like that. That's funny. What would, what would you have liked him to say, ma'am? Now, I, I don't want to insult you or anything, but there are other people here in the show that are, are trying to enjoy it. So if you could just, just bring the volume down just a little, that would be great. That's not funny. That's lame. And you want to laugh in a comedy club. So him saying go back to your fucking wigwam is hilarious. <laughs> and he had the balls to say that. God, I love balls. That's so funny. They should go back to their fucking wigwam. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> boss, you fucking rule. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's fucking funny. Uh, go to a comedy club which have lots of laughs together. Yeah, it sounds – Yeah, those two things go together respect not touching on sensitive topics and lots of laughs yeah that's what i think of when i think of comedy safety shut up let it let out again oh i guess what she's not done even though she got her fucking little bitchy ass way guess what she's not satisfied weird Lenagan is also holding rumor staff responsible including schultz who capitulated with you you narcissist who agreed with your bullshit for blaming the indigenous women instead of canceling the rest of Voss's shows that weekend. So you want them to lose money because your feelings were hurt? I, would that apply both ways for you, Lenagan? Hey, Lenagan, I think you're kind of a cunt. I think you should quit your job. Yeah, my feelings matter. And until you quit your job, I will not be satisfied. 
Do you think that makes any sense? Shut your entitled face, Pocahontas. Oh, I did it too. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Schultz says he advises comedians against jokes that could be very offensive. Yeah, this Schultz sounds like a barrel of laughs. Including sexually explicit. You can't do sexually explicit material in a comedy club? What comics are you going to book, pal? And would you consider Hannah Gatsby's rape story sexually explicit? I would. But I bet you would have no problem with that, would you, Schultzy? Because she's on the right side of the argument. You fucking pussy. Ugh. What? This isn't going to make you more money making these people happy. Who gives a shit? Run your club the way it makes the most money, man. Ugh. Before the... Uh, bef- or target material before the performance because it doesn't normally do well with the rumors audiences. What does what does? Just agreeing with each other? Racism's bad. Oh my god, yeah, I agree. So is discrimination. Oh my god, this is my favorite comedian in the whole world. He's so funny. He says things that are blunt and obvious and boring and not funny. I love him. Ugh, just don't go. Oh my god, Rachel Bergen looks like that. That girl, that uh, Weather Katie chick. She looks just like her. <laughs> but she's got a good sense of humor, too. Schultz says he advises comedians. Okay. Uh, Turner says what he witnessed on Friday's show was wrong. They keep going back from Turner and Schultz. They keep trying to make it seem like Schultz says these things, Turner says. Turner sounds like a bitch. I think when minority groups or groups that are particularly being t- particularly being targeted in comedy, if they don't find it funny and they find it hurtful or damaging, I think it's very clear indicator that it's not comedy. No, asshole. The what indicates it is whether other people find it funny. Just because you don't is not the indication. If on a, if a group of 100 and 90 of them find it funny and 10 don't, it's still funny. Dipshit. You don't get to decide because someone's feelings are hurt. Sometimes your feelings need to be hurt, especially if you're the kind of person who loudly talks and disrupts a comedy show that other people paid for. You narcissist, they didn't go there for you and your obnoxious, boring-ass fucking friends. They went there to have fun and watch a good comedian, okay? You're acting like, oh, we were wronged. No, you were wronged, and your behavior wronged everyone in the room. God, what a boring human being. Shut up. Way to go, Voss. Way to go, Voss. Proud of you. Good for you, my friend. I think that was great. Deserved it. Did he post anything about it? No, he hasn't posted about it yet. And I just put out a podcast like a few days ago. Well, I hope he addresses it. I hope he talks about it. I will be watching My Wife Hates Me, Rich Voss's podcast with the hilarious and incomparable Bonnie McFarlane, whom I saw here in Austin probably like a year ago now. And, uh, man, she was fucking funny. She was funny. Uh, but Annie Lederman middled or featured for her. Woo! That, that woman, that chick is hilarious. 30 killer minutes she did. I mean, not a, not a second, not an off note the whole time. Unbelievable. So funny. Very, very funny. Annie Lederman's a good comic. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Well, this is the uh, Winnipeg Comedy Code of Conduct. Well, let's see about this hilarious thing. Code of Conduct. The Winnipeg Comedy Festival is dedicated to creating an environment that is safe, welcoming, accessible, and respectful. 
just sounds hilarious. We value your attendance and want you to enjoy the Winnipeg Comedy Festival experience as much as possible. We have implemented the following code of conduct. We are committed to ensuring all participants experience events and attend venues free of harassment, hostility. These are comedians. Hostility is a big part of it. Abuse, homophobia, transphobia, racism, sexism, bullying, discrimination, humiliation, disruption, and dis disrespectful behavior, including inappropriate physical contact, uh, offensive verbal interaction at a comedy club. That's off the table. The fucking Wild West of verbal interactions. They can't be hostile or disrespectful. My God. Unwanted sexual attention. How do you know it's unwanted until you give it? That's the only way to know. So next year, who the performers? Let's see who went. I don't know any of these people. I've never heard of a single one of these comedians. Odd. It's sort of strange, right, that I don't know any of these comedians. I've never heard of a single one of them. Yeah, because they're probably not funny. Because you won't let them be funny. And they're the kind of people who, like, need the work. And we'll be like, all right, I won't say anything offensive, even though that's my goddamn job. I've never heard of a single one of these comedians, not, not one. And I feel I consider myself pretty well-versed. Maybe not like in Canadian stand-up, but I mean, I think I would have heard of one of these fucking people. I've never heard of any of them. Not one. And I guarantee goddamn to you their code of conduct doesn't include any generalizations or negativity towards white people. I'm sure that's completely fine because that's that's okay. That's not – there's not a group that can be hurt or whatever bullshit. I'm sure they contradict themselves on a nightly basis with that nonsense. Not a single one of these people do I know. Not one. Not one. I've never heard of any of these comedians. Well, keep it up. Keep it up. I'm sure this will make your festival the most successful in all the land. Not offensive or not one of these comedians I've ever heard of. Not a single one. Huh? Oh, shocker. Shocker. Funny people don't do this bullshit festival? Oh, weird. Weird. Good Lord. Good Lord. What is the state of America or Canada right now? Hmm? I ask you. I ask you and I answer. Communism! kidding but kind of kind of true kind of true all right what else what else this one i'm kind of curious about it's another uh poor poor uh victimized minorities you know you know how i feel about that it's wrong it's so wrong especially unless even even when it's your fault even when you're definitely the bad person in this story just because you happen to fall into a minority group you are immediately in the right no matter what the context is um, all right, so this I saw, I think it was on Twitter. On Twitter, Lord on dating apps and social media, Asian Americans are crypto scammers' latest targets. How, what? I need to know what this is all about. Like, how do you, how and why would you target Asians on dating apps? And, and it works. And why would that be a strategy that works? Like, how does it, why, if you looked at all of the landscape of people and identities, identities, would you pick Asians and be like, they're definitely going to fall for my crypto scam? I need to know. What? Cindy Tsai, 51, lost 
2.5 million to a sophisticated online scammer who convinced her to invest her money using a fraudulent cryptocurrency trading platform. Met the, met Jimmy on WhatsApp. I mean, you're just stupid. You got ripped off. Like that happens, right? Like it's bad and illegal, and those guys should be beaten with pipes. But still, like okay. Cindy Cindy Sai's marriage was, and I, by the way, I hope that they have more than one example because if this this is not the proof, this is not like a if it's one person, that's not a trend. That's just happened to somebody. Cindy Sai's marriage was unraveling. Her gastric cancer had returned, and her prognosis was terminal. I'm sorry, Cindy. That sounds like it sucks. So, when a handsome young stranger, ah, you got thirsty, didn't you? Didn't you get thirsty? That's what happened. That's what happened. Ha ha! You wanted the dick. And you got fucked. Not with a dick, though. Not with a dick. Financially, they stole your life savings. Oopsie. Oopsie. A handsome young stranger messaged her on WhatsApp in October 2021. Sigh alone in her Newtonville home was grateful for the distraction. She got thirsty. It happens. He says he said his name was Jimmy. He was 35 and had recently moved to L.A. from northeast China. He had found success in business, working with his family's clothing company and managing his own hedge fund. But a little in the way of love. Oh, poor Jimmy. Jimmy was attentive and polite, and Sai was flattered. Jimmy was also a savvy investor. According to the photos, he sent Sai of his cryptocurrency returns. He pressed Sai 51. A former attorney? You fucking dope. You're a lawyer and you got scammed on WhatsApp? You idiot. I mean, what kind of law did she practice? You must have heard of scams before. God. Not like you're an 80-year-old woman who's like barely cognizant and doesn't quite know what she's doing when someone you know, tells her to forge her, her signature or something. You're 51. You're a fucking lawyer. You got ripped off, girl. I'm sorry. You got a little thirsty and you got fucked. Just not the way you wanted. Same joke twice. Uh, she eventually bought almost 20000 she eventually bought almost 20000 worth of Ethereum, which she transferred under Jimmy's direction to an account that had appeared to be linked to a Hong Kong-based cryptocurrency exchange that you probably didn't Google, did you? Why would you take advice from someone you've never met on the internet? Financial? If I message you and say, hey, transfer money to this account, don't listen to me. <laughs> Okay, don't do it because I'm definitely ripping you off. Why would that? Why would you do something like this, idiot? Okay, I also want to know how did twenty thousand turn into two point five million? So I would soon learn that Jimmy wasn't who he said he was, and the account he helped create was connected to a bogus site he controlled. Sai would go on to lose $2.5 million to a sophisticated type of romance scam that he entrapped thousands of people around the world. Like Sai, many of the victims are Chinese, speaking of, Chinese speaking of, and of Asian descent, traits they had in common with their scammers that were exploited to gain their trust. So you make it sound like white supremacists are targeting Chinese people. It's Chinese people targeting other Chinese people. There's no racial element about this. <laughs> what the fuck, man? God, the news sucks. The news is awful. Uh, once you've been groomed enough, it's like quicksand, Sai says. You so badly want to believe that you're, what you're doing is true and the relationship with this person is real. Yeah, dude. It ha what? Uh, like, just because this is happening to women, now it's like some national story and not a punchline. I mean, all those men who, like, lose their money to, like, Russian webcam girls, everyone's like, ha, 
ah, what a dope, what an idiot. When it happens to a woman, they're like, oh my God. And she was Asian? Oh, it is racist too. Oh, what a crime. She got thirsty. She got thirsty. She wanted some Chinese D. And he wanted her money and he got it. Oh, well. You so badly want to believe the blah, blah, blah. Well, online romance scams have exploded since the coronavirus pandemic began and about 56,000 romance. See, this is, this is you being a chick. That's what this is, is that you never had to suss out these things. You didn't have to go through dating and realize that people will lie to you. Women will lie to you and manipulate you and do things if you let them. And you've never had to make that. You were married. You didn't realize that this is the way the world is, that not everyone's nice. Not everyone's a sweetie pie. And when they say they want it, you know, showing you a dick pic, maybe you shouldn't click on it. Um, about 56,000 romance scams. Oh, that's a lot. Of the Federal Trade Commission in 2021, more than double the number of reports filed with the agency in 2019. Last year, the victims reportedly losing half a billion dollars. Bro, that's a lucrative action, man. Maybe I should get into some romance scamming, huh? Get some old broad to give me all our cash. Growing curiosity about cryptocurrency has served as a strategic and lucrative hook for scammers. According to the FTC, the largest losses to romance scam. We didn't really actually walk through exactly how stupid this chick was. The first thing she did was it says she did $20,000 and then it was bogus. And then she learned he wasn't. And then then we just fast forward to $2.5 million. There must, I feel like there was more than one step in between that that you're completely leaving out. And she's a victim, certainly, but sounds like she's a victim of her own stupidity. And there's no cure for that. No, there isn't. Uh, growing curiosity, typical, okay, excitement about investing in cryptocurrency paired with just a general lack of understanding of how it works. It's a recipe for, for some very effective scams. Sure, yeah. The scheme Sai fell for is believed to originate in China. It's well known as the pig butchering scam. Unwilling victims are figuratively fattened up, complimented, cord, and doted on for weeks before ultimately being led to the financial slaughter. I mean, that's pretty fucking brutal, but also pretty funny. I mean, why are you believing someone online? Someone you've never met? Did you ever FaceTime with this person at least? Did you Zoom with them once or once in a while? Just to see that they're real and they start giving you financial advice and they also are telling you to just transfer money into accounts and you don't think, hey, is this all on the up and up? God, what a dope. That is pretty funny though. Like, and is it... Is it more prevalent amongst Chinese people just because there's a lot of them? <laughs> like, is that maybe why? I don't know. And maybe because, like, the scammers speak Chinese, so it's a little easier for them to scam other people who speak their language. I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with it. No, it's racist. Posing as successful investors, scammers eventually persuade their victims to buy increasing amounts of cryptocurrency with instructions for transferring their assets to a phony exchange website they control. Victims learn they've been swindled when they discover they are unable to cash out on their supposed investments. Yes, these websites, okay, I mean, there's really not much here. They're just explaining what these scams are, which is good. I guess if you're old, if you're an old, thirsty Chinese broad, you need to know this type of shit so you don't get swindled when someone, some dude shows you his abs. <laughs> Man, and I thought men got a little blind with their uh, with their genitalia there. I guess women are just as vulnerable. Who knew? Who knew? One woman, a 30-year-old Chinese-American user experienced user experience designer. What the fuck is that? That should have a hyphen, right? 
Chinese American user experience designer in Brooklyn lost $280,000 to three different scammers. You are the problem. <laughs> you are the one who is making the mistakes here. Once wasn't enough. You had to lose three times to figure out. In a series of phony crypto investments made over the course of a few months in 2021, the woman who asked not to be identified for fear of losing her clients, yeah, because you're fucking giving your money to an idiot, don't do it, met her scammers on Instagram, and they bonded over shared interest in Hong Kong music and cinema. Wow. I think pig, pig slaughtering is a pretty good one because it's like these people are just ripe for the slaughter. Just ripe for it. Man, idiots. How stupid are you? Having grown up in the age of chat rooms in MySpace, she said, it wasn't unusual for her to meet new friends over the internet. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But you meet them in person before you start taking financial advice from them. God. Meanwhile, oh, look at they threw that in there. Meanwhile, rising rates of anti-Asian violence in New York made her wary of leaving her apartment. Oh, you mean the media hysteria had a, had a negative effect on people? That's weird. That's odd. She said, if the outside world is not welcome to my presence... The outside world is not welcome to your... Wait, so you're not welcoming the outside world when you say that. It's not welcome to my... Pre you mean welcoming. Uh, I'll make my friends online. And that's exactly how I felt, the woman. The fact that they were seemingly Chinese, they spoke the same language as me, and we had the similar entertainment interests, it builds another layer of trust. Because they... There's a billion Chinese people. You just trust them all because they like Chinese movies? Man, you're an idiot. You are really naive. Wow. Wow, this is an interesting Shitra Raghavan, a forensic psychologist at John Jay College of Criminal Justice in Manhattan, views romance fraud as a type of gender-based violence. Boy, that is a stretch. That is a stretch. Similar to domestic abuse, it's the same thing when a Chinese scammer rips off some thirsty 51-year-old woman in California as beating your wife. <laughs> That's the same thing. Scammers who prey on their victims' racial identity are particularly insidious. That's not what they're doing. They're not preying on them because they're Chinese. That's the language that they speak, the culture they know. That's how they get in. You think it's like they, what, they can't get over on white? They're like, oh, I'm not going to target a white guy. They're too good. What do you, what is, this is the most, what a ridiculous article this is. Old Thursday bitch gets ripped off, white supremacy. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. That's amazing. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show for the MFR podcast number two. Thank you very much for watching this show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys are liking the MFR podcast. I'm liking doing it. I think it's really fun and funny and enjoyable. And uh, I'll get you more insect infestation related news to start off and then you know rant about whatever i find interesting or funny no thank you so much for watching please like subscribe 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 like share and subscribe tell your friends about this if you enjoyed it i hope that you did and i will see you all next week have a wonderful day the mf podcast out bye